Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging, and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. Hi, I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And and you're from from Aussie Bloggers Bloggers Podcast. And today we have a really special guest, an absolute total expert on Twitter, and we're talking to Keith Keller. How are you, Keith? Hey, how you doing? A few Aussies on the same team. Isn't that brilliant? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, Keith, one thing I've noticed with bloggers is they all have a huge pain point. You know what it is? Twitter. Mm-hmm. None of them, or very rarely, there are some very clever bloggers out there that can use it, but the majority of bloggers really have no idea how to use Twitter. Now, since you're so clever with Twitter, um, can you tell bloggers a little bit about yourself so they can understand where you're mm. coming from, what your experience is? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. I work for myself. I live 10 minutes from the beach. I never go to the city. And I don't wear a suit anymore. I I just hang out on Skype and teach people all around the world how to use Twitter for traffic, for buzz. And it's very, very important that you understand what Twitter is. Twitter is the first step of the marketing funnel. If you've written a book or a blog or you've got an event or you've got something you need to tell people and they've never heard of you, Twitter is this amazing way to say, hey, I'm here and something amazing is happening, click this. Right? It's, it, that's, if, once you understand that that's what Twitter is, it's this buzz builder, then if you get it right, you can reach millions, and I'm going to teach you how to do this, you can reach millions of people for free in one day. It's very exciting. Now, that is going to get some bloggers' attention for sure. The thought that, who am I? I'm only just a little blogger or I'm not really big on Twitter. How am I going to achieve a mil- millions of reach when I may only have a very small fellowship? Yeah. Well, the the thing that's very, very important to realize is that the um, number of followers you have is very, very different to the amount of reach you have. And this is a very key point that I teach. With Twitter, one of the challenges and one of the frustrations and what I believe a trap is with Twitter is that people think that they need to have the followers to get the traction. I have 39,500 followers. Cool. That's a number. But last week, four million people saw my tweets so it's not about how many followers i have it's about how many people are in my tribe that say mate this is good i'm going to share it with my tribe Forty thousand becomes four hundred thousand becomes four million so you get all of these people retweeting your stuff to their tribe and it adds another level because if i said you know what this is an awesome article because i wrote it yeah good on you keith you're a wanker but if my mate in Philadelphia says, mate, you've got to read this article, it's bloody brilliant, then there's this quality that comes with that recommendation that I can't give myself, yeah? Yeah. So, so Keith, um, how do you actually get that reach? I mean, is it to do with the actual whatever your tweet is? Is it to do with the content that you're tweeting? Is it who you're actually mm. targeting in your tweets? Tell us a little more. Yeah. So, um this all comes back to the 80-20 rule, 
um, and actually a book by uh, Gary Va- Gary Vaynerchuk called uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook, what I call give, 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 then ask. Yep. Only occasionally do I call in my favours and say, Jimmy, you know what, I've tweeted about your radio show a few times. Would you mind, when you have time, tweeting about my book? Yeah, of course. No worries. You've tweeted about my radio show a hundred times. It's no trouble for me to tweet about your book one time. So you build up what I call cyber karma. Okay. Yeah, so I spend all day, every day, and if you want to follow my feed, at Keith Kelly, you'll see what I'm doing. I all day, every day find great articles to share. Most of them are not mine. But I'm building up this enormous cyber karma by people saying, hey, Keith, that was lovely. Just out of nowhere you shared my article, yeah, because it's a cool article and now we're mates and I've got one in the bank. So is and that then, what you would suggest to to bloggers out there that because a lot of a lot of bloggers actually one of the things that they they do is they blog about themselves every day or about a particular topic every day. So you're perhaps suggesting that maybe they should consider getting in some guest bloggers as well. Well, there's a couple of ways to do that. One is this is a very very key strategy, and I, I'm I've had some challenging discussions with people about this. If you blog every day, you could do this in reverse. I personally recommend you tweet four to one, four times about someone else, one time about yourself. Now, that's heresy to most people because they're thinking, mate, I've got so much material, I haven't got time to tweet about other people. Okay, no worries. But why would they bother retweeting you if you haven't helped them out? So that's the first thing, four to one. Tweet four times for everyone else, once about yourself. I personally do 10 to 1. I hardly ever talk about myself, but I tweet all the time for other people. And that that material could be found two ways. One is you could get guest bloggers to blog on your site, which means you're sort of bringing them back to your site, but it's not your article. Or you could find a completely random article on someone else's site, which again is heresy because you're supporting someone else. But in the blogosphere or what we call the Twitterverse, the power, the power comes when you collaborate. That in, in itself is a mindset, you know. If you collaborate with someone else and give them the power, when it's your place in the sun, as I call it, you've got a speaking gig or you've just released a book or there's an event coming up or you want to do something, they have no hesitation in helping you because you've already helped them out. This is so self-evident to some people, but it's heresy for people that are self-absorbed. Does is, is that make sense? It, it, it does make a lot of sense, Keith, and it reminds me quite vividly of Jay Bear's philosophy where it's all about you give everything, everything that you have and the knowledge yeah. that you have you give out and you share other people's information because in the end it comes back. And I think particularly if you come from a professional field, um, that is very foreign because you, you, you're taught that your intellectual property is yours. You shouldn't be handing it out. So I think that's definitely a very good point you've brought out that we need to share and people need to acknowledge. Well, I, wanna, I love Jay Bear. He's like the coolest dude in the world. And your book you're talking about is you, youtility.com. Unbelievable book. I want to share a, a story he told about this book, about um, IKEA in Montreal. 
He said, in Montreal, they have this really weird system where uh, on the 1st of July every year, all the renters have to sign their lease or leave. It's just sort of a strange system they have in Canada where everyone's lease runs out at the same day every year. So there's a whole lot of people changing houses at the, on the same weekend. What a bizarre scenario. Very so bizarre. What, very bizarre. But now that I've set the scene, what IKEA did, this is unbelievable, what IKEA did was they put a dozen, a hundred dozen boxes on uh, boxes on every street corner in Montreal on that weekend with a little note that says, these boxes are completely free and there's 10% off the calf. Wow. So, and that's it. That's There's no strings attached. You don't have to buy a couch. You don't even have to come into Ikea. But you just know that when you're moving house, you've got 10 boxes there. Take as many as you want. We're, ref we're refilling them all the time. And their sales went up something like 87% over the next year because the enormous uh, cyber karma that came with saying, mate, I, I just got half a dozen boxes from Ikea and 10% off the calf. And you know what? I just moved house. I need a calf. I mean, guess who I'm going to buy it from? Guess who I'm going to buy it from? So it's a great example of someone saying, you know what, I'm thinking ahead. You need a couch one day. You don't need it today. But you need boxes today. So if I can provide those boxes for you today and a little incentive to come to the cafe and have a coffee and maybe look for your couch then, then suddenly we're best friends. And their sales, as you can imagine, went through the roof just from being nice. Hmm. So word, of mouth, word of mouth would have just played a huge role in that as well as the big Ikea on the box. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, give, 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 I agree. Now, the other thing I was going to ask you, Keith, is you must have a heap of Twitter stories about mm -hmm. successful Twitter stories. So would you like to share one of your favourite with our listeners today? My favourite Twitter story? Hmm. Oh, okay. I'm asking a lot here, I know. No, no, it's just <laughs> dipping, in, dipping into the pool. Um, one of the great advantages about Twitter, which I believe is its core message, is the power to connect with people that you can't do anywhere else. Like on LinkedIn, we all know this, you have to know the person to connect with them, which I think is actually pretty stupid. You know, I actually think that's a failing. I think LinkedIn might even have removed that function because it's so, such a restriction. People say, I only connect with people that I actually know. Well, what's the point of that? If you know me, just ring me. Please send me an email. I already know who you are. You know, social media is for meeting people that you don't yet know. Yeah? Yep. So out of nowhere, this is a true story, the person that invented the uh, cloud version of Office 365, you know, the Office, Microsoft Office for the cloud, Office 365, she emails, she t tweets, follows me on Twitter and she tweets, DMs me to say, Keith, would you like to contribute a, a chapter for my new book? Wow. Oh. Yeah, okay. So we had a Skype call and I did a – this is a true story. I Skyped in what I now call Zooming in. I Skyped into the Microsoft head office and taught Microsoft employees how to use Twitter based on a DM from someone who randomly found me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and – and I, I think that idea that someone can randomly find you and say hello mm. because they don't yet know you, and this was the most amazing part of that story, separate to the fact that we were going to write a book and that I Skyped into head office, 
I said, you know, it's funny you say that her name was Jennifer. It's funny you say that, Jennifer, because I know another Jennifer that works in um, Microsoft, and I think she works in your building, right? And I, I mentioned it to her and I mentioned it to my friend Jennifer, and they didn't know each other. In spite of the fact that they worked on the same floor in the same building in the same town for the same company. And this random guy from Melbourne, Australia, um, thousands of miles away, introduces two people that work in the same floor for the same company. Wow. (laughs) Who coincidentally happen to have the same first name. And I'm thinking that's really, really what I'm talking about here. You know, if you can use Twitter as a networking tool as a, a JV generator, because I love JVs, joint ventures. I just love joint ventures. And so I'm constantly scouring the planet for some cool people. That well, I've got a piece of the puzzle, and luckily for me, I've nutted it out, and I'm good. I'm good at Twitter. Not very good at many other things, but I'm very, very, very good at Twitter. And so if people don't know Twitter and it's part of their puzzle that's missing, all these people from all over the world are contacting me to say, can you – Contribute an, an article for my ebook. Can you come and speak at my conference? You know, and I'm speaking in New Zealand soon about this. You know, can you do this? Can you do that? Because I've nailed my niche, and I'm very open. Like we we connected randomly. <laughs> we did, uh, didn't we? <laughs> you no, know, this podcast in itself is proof of what Twitter can do. You know, probably four weeks ago we didn't even know each other and may not have ever have met. But now randomly we connected, we stayed open, we became friends, and here we are on this podcast talking about Twitter and IKEA and cafes and Microsoft. And these are the way, this is the actual part of Twitter I love. This is the stuff I don't think you can do on any other platform because it's, it's real people talking in real time about real stuff, isn't it? It is. So that leads me quite effectively into the last point we're going to talk about. What would you suggest would be effective strategies that a blogger could use to help extend their readership? Mm, mm, okay. I coined this phrase Twitter 3030. Um, I believe, I, I actually, my signature system is what I call Twitter magic 123. Follow first, follow back, follow up. Right there, a lot of people say, mate, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm the star. I'm a writer. I'm not going to follow other people. They're supposed to follow me. So the follow first scenario is, you know, it's okay. You have never heard of me. I get that. There's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of bloggers in the world. It's quite possible that we have never come across each other. I'm going to follow first. I'm going to take the initiative. So number one, follow first. So I recommend that you follow about 30 people a day. Or every few days, you can. It's so easy to do. You just click, click, click while you're waiting for your coffee at the Starbucks or sitting at the airport in between games of Candy Crush. So, um, you know, that Twitter thirty thirty, and you know that means that you're following about nine hundred people a month, and about four or five hundred of those will follow you back. They will because you know if you pick your people right, and then you just start chatting. Hey, what are you doing? Can I share your stuff? Would you like to guest blog on my site? Uh, are you in my town? Let's have a coffee. And when you develop these real-world friendships and you share for each other, this is where the magic happens. Now, I mentioned a figure. I want to show you exactly how this happened. I mentioned a figure, 4 million. 
Yeah. I'm nearly, I'm nearly at, and I, I want to do it this particularly. I'm nearly at forty thousand followers. I probably should get there about the end of April. But I, my my current tweet reach is four million. That's one hundred times more powerful than I can do on my own. And the way I did that is I've got a very, very good friend in Philadelphia who has a radio show with one million listeners a week, and we're good mates, and we share each other's stuff. We've just developed a friendship via Twitter and we have this mutual respect for each other. So when his show comes out, I help him get the word out. When my new blog comes out, he helps me get the word out. He has 1.2 million followers. Yep. He doesn't have to help me. I've got 40,000 followers. But the fact is that we we help each other. I've got a friend in London who has 1.8 million followers. I helped her with some gigs that she did for Rotary because, you know, she wasn't absolutely sure on how to pitch it for that. Yeah. So we did some gigs together for Rotary. We're now good mates. She helps me out when I've got a project. I help her out when anything new comes on. And so this is reciprocity. So you follow first and you meet all these cool people. You follow back when cool people follow you that randomly, and they do, people randomly come across your site. Yeah. I, I try to look at my site once a day to see who's followed me that day and can to them, not everyone, but all the really cool people. Yep. You know, there might be a, a TV anchor in Houston or a, a blogger in Melbourne or, a, you know, a video maker in Istanbul. Yep. And you think, well, okay, there's some synergy here. Would you like to guest blog for me? Can I help you out? What are you doing next when you're in Melbourne? Let's have a coffee. And, and the third one is this idea of following up, this idea that, okay, you followed someone, they followed you back. Let's make something of that. Should I, should I just simply retweet their stuff? Should I just simply retweet their blog? Yes. Should I really, should I offer them to guest blog on my site? Should I send them to you to be interviewed on your podcast? Yes. You know, so this idea of service, this idea of looking out for each other means that you engender this enormous community of people thinking, you know, I just I can't wait to help Keith out because anytime any of his projects come out, I'm just going to tell everyone because he's such a good bloke. He's just such a good person. And in a way, this is what social media is about, this idea that we're all helping each other out and we all have a niche or a tribe that may your tribe may not yet have heard of me and that's completely understandable. But now they will get to hear of me because we're helping each other out and that's how it works. Excellent. No, there's well, I've got to say there's some gems in what you just said. It's such a simple strategy to use and it's one that I think all of us need to open our minds to and do more often. And I can tell the audience right here and now I've been watching you for quite some time and that's why I approached you about Twitter because you do share a lot of other people. You do have what you're saying is a passion of yours and you can see it in your Twitter feed. And if people were, if they want to learn how to do this correctly, all I can do is recommend you to go to Keith, to his Twitter account and watch what he does because this is why I actually asked Keith to be one of our guests on this podcast because I'll be honest, I'm very impressed with what you do, Keith. Wow. that's that, Thank you very much. I'm having trouble fitting into the room now. <laughs> 
Keith, I have to I have to agree totally with Amanda and everything that she has said. You're just phenomenal and I could just listen to you all day. I've been furiously scribbling our, our <laughs> notes here and have so much information. Can you tell our listeners how they can reach you, uh, where they can find out more about Twitter Magic mm, 123? Well, the first thing I want to suggest, and based on this whole mechanism that I've just talked about, is that I have a free uh, ebook. Uh, it's at keithkeller.com.au, K E I T H, I before E except after K, K E I T H, K E L L E R.com, because so many people spell my name wrong. <laughs> Completely free ebook, which is really just a workbook because I'm a podcaster, I'm a talker, I'm not a writer. So I have a 10 part podcast series that basically everything we've talked about today, I've actually put into 10 10 minute sections that you can just listen to once a day when you're making a coffee or mowing the lawn or doing the vacuuming or picking the kids up. You know, I like doing things in little chunks because that makes it doable. So the, the book is called Crack the Twitter Code. It's available free on my website, completely free. If you do want to know more, I do offer coaching on, on Skype at uh, twittermagic123.com, the, the, my Twitter magic system. And I'm very, very pleased to say that from time to time I'm going to be zooming in at various locations around the world. Um, I'm doing a lot of Skyping gigs, or what I'm now calling Zooming gigs, because there's a great site called Zoom. So my new my new project is that I'm now doing a lot of speaking gigs via the internet. You can find out more about that at Cheers from Down Under, the hashtag Cheers from Down Under, and that's a perfect segue, because next time I come back, we've got to talk about hashtags and what that actually means. <laughs> I'm setting up the sequel. <laughs> We're booking you in now, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Keith, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you and we've thoroughly enjoyed it and you are just such a wealth of knowledge around Twitter and social media and we thank you so much for coming on our show. And just in conclusion, I'd like to finish thank our sponsors and our sponsors are Amanda from my office books where I will complete and help you with your virtual cloud journey when it comes to making bookkeeping fun easy and online and very flexible for you to use anywhere anytime and Tan Tan from Write Your Cancer where I help you write your your cancer story and share it with the world so thanks again, everybody, for listening and tune in for when this is going to be going live because Keith has got some fantastic gems. Bye for now. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at Blogger Support for All. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers podcast coming your way soon.